to go. Welcome, everyone, to the Real Saddle Wrestling Redo. I think this is episode four. This yep. Five, Mike, I'm four. four. Okay, so we're on episode four. A lot of fun times uh, we've had so far with uh, Alex Cologne and, uh, of course, my good friend Adam Bueller, as well as uh, my good friends um, Jeff Walridge and uh, uh, John J.C. Rotten. Uh, <laughs> I forgot who I've had on this show. You know, I think this this is five because we had Larry D too. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, Larry D. Yeah, no, I think wasn't Larry on with? Uh, yeah, he did the panel. He did the panel with uh, JC and. Uh... No, Jeff and JC did the panel. It was Larry and Sean Patrick. Then that's it was right. Adam, and then it was Alex. So this is five. Yeah, that's that's horrible. I don't even know how many shows we've done. That's bad. Okay, so this is the fifth show, and tonight I've only got one guest, and uh, he is a former one half of the uh, Game Changer Wrestling Tag Team Champions, a former IWA Mid South World Heavyweight Champion, and the undisputed. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, 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 hey! You can't do that anymore. What? 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 You, oh, oh, that's been taken oh, from me. I've been. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I'm no longer I'm no longer undisputed. So uh yeah, I'm just the Duke. Just the okay, the Duke of Hardcore John Wayne Murdoch. John, thank you so much for joining us tonight. No problem, man. Uh like I said, anything you ask, man, like I'm willing to help. I love John Gray. He's the best. I love Petticelli, I love everyone. This like any chance I get to run my mouth about wrestling. Uh, or about myself, I'm all for it. Good stuff. Hey. It's always good. Always good to have you. Oh uh, yeah. So you know, we we've done a little traveling together uh, through the years. You know, uh, through Jersey and uh, I think uh, maybe Chicago, West Virginia, a couple other places. You know, uh, always a good time. But but my my favorite story to tell people about about traveling with John Wayne Murdoch is uh, the the time we we finished the show in Jersey uh, and. Uh, went to White Castles, and you and Reed went in, and me and Karen was like, now we're going to go ahead and get some sleep. Wake me up when you get back in the car, and I'll raise my seat up so you can get in. And about seven hours later, I wake up, and Murdoch has gotten in the car behind me and has literally no room to move. Uh, and and I'm just like, how, how did he even get in the fucking car? Uh, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was crazy. Fun times, though. Uh, always a good time traveling with you, man. You know, um, I just, now that you brought that story up, just remembered that. Like, as you were saying it, I'm like, I really don't remember this. And then yeah. as soon as you said I had to squeeze into the car, I can uh, I can sleep in about any position on the road, uh, behind the wheel even. Uh, but, yeah, I can. it's easy for me to fall asleep. Uh, as yeah, long as you're... As long as you're not in New Jersey smoking weed and sleeping behind the wheel of a car, yeah. uh, I think you're just fine. I'm so. still paying for that fucking fine that I got from uh, the last Ian show I was on. Jesus Christ! Oh Lord, that that's that's just crazy. Yeah, okay, so we're 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 gonna we're gonna talk about IWA Mid South here in just a little bit. But before we get to IWA Mid South, uh, inquiring minds do want to know. Why you cannot figure out how to put the toilet paper back on the toilet paper holder when you get a new rollout? Why? Why is that, John Wayne Murdoch? 
I don't know. It's it's uh, I guess it's the reach right in front of me. It's easier because the sink is right there. So you're on the toilet. Here's the sink countertop. So it's easier to grab there than reach out and grab it. I don't I don't know. I think at this point, anything to uh, to get on Reed's nerves, I'm all for. <laughs> yeah. Well, that question was I'm going to start. I'm going to start soaking the toilet paper in water before I start putting them on. So it's, it's pointless at that point. What you do is you get a little bit of nair on there, something hot or icy hot. We did that in football once with a kid. We got a jock strap of the old icy hot pretty good. No, oh, and, uh, I, think wasn't I, somebody. I think I, I think somebody. Reed would get into that. I think Reed likes putting <laughs> nair on his body. Probably not icy hot, though. Oh, not icy hot. I don't know. I don't know how much his freak flag flies, so I don't know. All right, so uh, we got another. I'm, I'm going to get through some of the some of the questions that we have from the fans because I think we can draw a lot of a lot of um, conversation from them. Um, I don't think I've seen this, and I am going to butcher this uh, this Mexican name here, Mass Mass. Macizos, uh, Mike, uh, help me out here. Yeah, let me pull up your page quick. Hold on. Uh, I, I'm horrible with Mexican names. I, I, I just completely suck at anything. You're talking about uh, Syncope and Nieto, uh, Los Macizos. There you go. That's them. Yeah. Yes. Okay, man. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure I uh, butchered it too, but yeah, you get the gist. I, I am the worst host ever but that's okay uh so uh will and i'm probably gonna mispronounce his name will dohan i believe is how you say it dojan dojan like, dojan okay uh memories of the three-way tag with um that mexican tag team cyclope and uh medio extremo uh and crane and patrick's uh from the first guardian of the hardcore what was that about what was that like for you uh that was uh Talking about something that uh, was not was just thrown at us. Uh, we literally got woken up at like seven in the morning. Uh, Ian is calling, trying to get a hold of us, and he pitches the idea. He's already talked to Brett. Everything's lined up. He's like, "GCW tag belts, let's do it." So literally, day of, we get this match thrown in our lap, and but we were immediately excited. We knew the moment we had to get in the ring with uh, Miedo and single pay that we were going to kill it, that we'd instantly click. And then being in there with guys that you're really comfortable with. I've, we've had many matches with Dell and Josh singles, tags, any battle roles, anything you could do. Uh, so we were comfortable with them. So it, it had all the ingredients to be good. Uh, and it was, we, yeah, it just, like I said, go to sleep one night not even thinking about the match happening wake up and it's thrown in your lap i think i I think i was a spectator at that show i don't think i worked it i think i was i think i was just there um uh that night i think me and karen just came to watch the show uh like i remember that um well from what i remember it was a phenomenal match if you have not seen it you can check that out on uh smartmarkspeak.com i believe so uh go check it out I, I still right. think it's the best deathmatch tag team ever. That match was the best deathmatch tag team match ever. Uh, and I've watched so much deathmatch wrestling comes out of my fucking ears. 
but I still hold that match up as being the best one. Don't 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 blow your load yet. Now we're going to get into all that tomorrow night with the with the great that, cluster that, panel. That, that's okay, not one of my questions tomorrow, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. Uh, well, Blake Walker stoned before the panel too, so make sure you're nice and stoned. That's the trick. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I, I stay high. I stay high. That is what it is. Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure Murdoch is, is sitting there smoking a big fatty right now too. Actually. Uh, there's going to be a first on this podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys shouldn't get in trouble with this, but I'm wait. I'm actually out of weed right now and waiting for my guy to come here and drop it off. Uh-oh. So uh, there might be an exchange on podcast. So you can claim <laughs> that as a first. That, 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 okay. Well, I, I do not condone the, the, the buying of illegal, illegal narcotics. Yeah, neither do I. Oh. But, but you know, to each their own. All right, so Blake Walden, who is a loyal listener of the show, good friend of the show, good friend of mine, uh, wants to know, um, and, and I'm going to skip one of them, uh, but, but he's got four questions total here. He wants to know, first of all, your thoughts on Jimmy Havoc. Okay. Uh, do you want me? Do you want to get them all out of the way, or you answer me, answer them each, and then you'll get to them? Uh, either or, whatever, whatever's easiest for you. Uh, if oh, you want to okay. do. Well, let's just do them, let's tackle them one at a time. So Jimmy Havoc, uh, going into it, uh, I was a big fan. Uh, still huge. Uh, he uh, fucking is working his ass off. Hated that he got the uh, blood infection. Uh, hated all that. Just uh, I don't know if the match clicked, and I, I I don't know. I still don't know what was wrong with. Because on paper, me versus RSP versus Jimmy Havoc should have been fucking phenomenal. And it just, it wasn't. And I know everybody is on the shit on Jimmy Havoc uh, train. And I know that I think Blake asked that just to hear my reaction to it. Uh, But, you know, I'm going to take the high road here. I'm not going to shit on him. Uh, the match <laughs> just didn't click. So, fair enough. Um, thoughts on DJ Hyde? Now, uh, I, let me let me preface that question with. Um, well, uh, tell me, I, I can't tell me. I've got two people here that have seen. Out of uh, John, have you seen the three way from Tod? Um, I have not, unfortunately. Uh, now, now that being said, I have seen bits and pieces of it, like MVs on, on YouTube and stuff of that nature, but I have not seen the full match start to finish. Petticelli, have you seen it? For sure. What would, what did you think about it? I guess that I want to hear your opinion on it. Um, I thought you and Ricky looked good. Um, I think Jimmy was out of his element, being the first time he worked in America. Um, I, I'm not going to shit on him because he's done some stuff I enjoy, but that wasn't my favorite match of his. You two looked great. And I just think to bring him in... With no build-up and put him over you, Ricky, Masada, and then Connor, a guy that they won, I just think it was a wrong decision. And I'm not shitting on Jimmy. I'm actually shitting on the Booker more. Right. I just think that was the wrong decision. But you two looked good. I mean, and he, he just seemed kind of timid. You know, it was his first time over there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that uh, – well, yeah, I mean, you just mentioned it was his first time. He like had never like done pains before. I don't think he. I think he mentioned that no pain, and then like skinny tubes. He like, that's all they use or whatever. And I was like, right. oh fuck. 
Yeah, it was just, uh, I think if I had had have a match now with him, I think it would click a whole lot differently. So what are your thoughts with on, on DJ Hyde? I mean, a, a lot of people... A lot of people are shitting on DJ right now and, 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 and have been for, for quite some time. And, and I'll be honest, I have not been able to watch a full CZW show. I, I, I try, I try, I try, and I just I cannot support what the product has become. So my, my opinion aside, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts on DJ and CZW as a whole? Uh, my opinion is this. I know, again, it's it's jump on DJ's ass. It, everybody does it. Uh, but any dealing he's had strictly with me or Reed. Now, I'm not talking about the dealings where it was me, Reed, Ian, and a bunch of other guys and all this. Anything he's told me and Reed, he's done. Fair. So he's... He's always paid us. Uh, he went, uh, speaking of TOD, like we were done. Like we hadn't spoken to him. We weren't done. And he reached out and was like, hey, do you still want the spot? Because I had promised it to you. So like he thought enough of that promise to get back with me. Do I think that he lets uh, CZW fall to the wayside and get shit on? Yeah, he can control all that. And I don't think that. He cares enough at times. So, yeah, I think that uh, if he cared more, I think CZW could ship up. I think fucking GCW's hot. It's fucking its own entity. It's fucking fucking mega hot right now. But I think CZW could fucking come out from the ashes, ashes and fucking, you know, at least be good again if he fucking, you know. I just think DJ's got to care. It's not who's well now. It's now not, let's, it's, let's be fair, John Wayne Murdoch. If you ask those people in in certain certain um, uh, uh, online uh, posting groups, okay, GCW is losing steam. We don't have any steam behind us. Um, yeah. Oh, so, no, I wouldn't be so quick. I'm, I'm I'm saying that you know as sarcastically as I possibly can, obviously, but um, I, I just. I don't understand how people can watch our product and 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 think that we're losing steam. Uh, yeah, who did you say said this? Oh God, I, I see it in uh, I see <laughs> I've seen it in the uh, Murder Death Kill Club posting a few times. Uh, I'm sure Mike, uh, Mike, are you still with us? Can you can you verify for me? Uh, uh, I, I I don't know about that. I know yeah. I'm not crazy. I, I've even posted on a few of them. Yeah, I don't know about the murder death kill. I, I don't ever go on there, but uh, I, I, I think whoever is posting it must be crazy because uh, they're just getting better and better. I mean, look how many shows they got coming up: killer lineups, killer matches. Uh, the I, Chicago I think show alone. Nuts. Uh, that that whole weekend, next weekend is off the kilter. For, Tonight they got a great not, show. Not up. Chicago, but the whole weekend yeah, is I mean, off the kilter. They got a show in Jersey the night before. Uh, where where uh, Asbury Park, I believe. Yeah, and, tonight uh, they're in Philly. Yeah, tonight they're in Philly. Master uh, Slack, Gage Claxton. Yeah, I mean it, yeah, it's they they're rolling. I mean they're doing, they're hitting their strides. They're doing everything. They are fucking predicting sellouts and they're selling mm-hmm. it out. 
It's not like they're fucking going, this is going to be a sellout and it falls flat on its fucking face. They are doing everything right. So, no, I don't think every, they're... Every single show that I was a part of at WrestleMania week uh, was sold out completely that, that, that had GCW's name on it. People were lining up an hour and a half before the doors opened just to get in. Uh, and get their spot. I mean, it, it was, it was, and, and and I'm not knocking any of the other companies that were there that weekend, but GCW was the only company that I noticed they're saying showing up early and waiting to get in the door for you know up to an hour, hour and a half. And and I mean they were lined up you know a block and a half around the around the building. Um, you know, you, you didn't see that with the other companies that were running in that building. And again, that's not a knock on them or their fans. I, I don't mean that in a you know, disrespectful way. It's just what GCW has become. And, and, and they've done so in such a short span of time. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, they've skyrocketed. Uh, but to get back to the uh, to DJ, uh, he's he's never done me wrong uh, the only thing that uh, fell apart with Cage and us being there and the whole IWA invasion and all that, there was too many fucking egos involved. We've all talked. All the parties involved were all good. But at the time, there's just too many egos. Uh, fucking, you know, Ian, whether it be Ian's or fucking Dell or Crane's or self-admittedly ours. Like, there's just too many egos at that point. But, you know... Uh, Who's to say that the door's not open for something down the line? Never know. Uh, you never. One thing I have learned in this business: never say uh, never in this business. Uh, let's see. Kyle Myrick is asking, how often do you have random pieces of glass coming out of your body, like after a tournament or something like that? Uh, quite regularly. Uh, you just get that itch and or uh, or a pimple, and you pop it, and there's a little sharp piece. Oh, okay, there's glass. I got one from the uh, TOD match still in my back. It's a chunk of uh, a chunk of uh, one of those pains. Uh, re- uh, a couple of months ago, I had to get one cut out of my arm, and they had to pack it with gauze, which was which sucked. But uh, yeah, like and that glass can stay up to you. Like you have a death match, and a year later, you're still finding stuff. Yeah. how fine that glass is and how it just works its way into your skin. Sure enough, I can, I can verify that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. You and Tremont, now this is an interesting, this is an interesting question. I like this. You and Tremont, over the years, you, you guys have had some, some amazing matches. Um, uh, what 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 kind of led into uh, you two going uh, into the electrified uh, house of horrors? I think that uh, there every every good story has to have a good ending, and uh, the last time that we wrestled at King of Death, uh, I did not think that that was even though I like even though that was my moment, I won King. And all that, I don't think that that was a fitting in to everything that me and Tremont had put into our matches. So, yeah, I just think that uh, if there's going to be an end, then it needs to happen at Southern Sickness. Uh, you know, I just, yeah, I just think that's the place. Uh, and there's no better person to write the end of this book other than Tremont, the guy that uh, 
you know, guys won it all. Uh, but I've always said that, uh, yes, he has won every tournament, but we sometimes don't think about the guys that had to lose said tournament. So Matt Tremont is where he's at now. So, you know, yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, being one of those guys and twice, uh, yeah, I just think that this could be a good end. I, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if I'm going to draw that particular match that weekend, but if I do, uh, I know it is going to be an amazing, epic battle. And but, I don't... Uh, one thing I do want to say is I don't want any of this to come off bitter. I am not bitter about anything. I'm not bitter about 2015. Nothing. I... I Tremont earned every single thing he got, uh, everything, every accolade, every new place he, you know, got flown to. He deserves it all, you know. So, like I said, we're going to fight one last time, and I want to be the guy that he doesn't even make it to the finals. Like, I take him out in the first round and, you know, end it. So, that's what I'm hoping for. I think it's going to be an interesting battle. I know that. Regardless of whether I draw it or not, I'm looking forward to uh, being sucked in from a fan's aspect uh, to, to see that to see that match. Let, let's let's talk a little bit about the IWA now. You know, we've mentioned the King of Death matches a few times, and and you and I have been together uh, during three King, all right, three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah quite so. a quite a few plus plus numerous other Death Match tournaments. Um, let, let's start with some, some good stuff. You know, what were some of your, you know, favorite matchups that you got to be a part of while you were with the IWA Mid-South? Man, uh, so, man, so many, uh, I don't believe we would be talking here. I don't believe that we'd be talking about me versus Jimmy Havoc or me versus RSP if there wasn't an IWA. Uh, I would never say that, uh. I did it all myself. I didn't need in. No, I will not be that guy. Uh, as far as matches that I've uh, that I like, uh, me and Davey Richards, I think was was key early on to showing the fans that I wasn't just a deathmatch guy. Because when I came back to IWA after 2011, I was thrown into a series of matches uh, with Ian, and it was just blood and guts every every month. Uh, you know, thousand thumbtacks, fans bring the weapons, tubes, all this. And then I got to wrestle Davey, and it was like, okay, so he can wrestle also. So that mm-hmm. match, the first tag match we had it with the hooligans at Prince of Death, uh, mm-hmm. fucking, of course, me and Nick Gage. I can't speak about IDV without mentioning that match. Uh, all That's the Canadians, awesome. all the destroyers that those moments uh that are pretty much you know like that canadian off the uh tiki bar at the i was, strip I was club. just thinking of that moment from like, the uh from the strip club yeah like i can i can guarantee you not one person remembers the match that that was from like that moment's almost just a moment in itself like that's a time no, I, like, I don't I- I don't. That wasn't an IWA. Wasn't that an EPW show? No, that was an IWA match. Wasn't that okay? Okay. It was a right. six-man tag. It was. Uh, it was me, uh, Mitch Page, and uh, J.C. Rotten against uh, Derek Neal, Josh Crow, and Zodiac. 
see who remembers that like who like it's that that moment is but yeah so so many like i said so many to even like i'm sitting here sitting here racking my brain like i tried it out to be a to go out in every match and try my hardest so it's like man my match with space monkey the match with joey ryan where i tried to headbutt his dick like all those are, stick out in my mind is is Matt, and then my matches with Ricky, you know, were were great. My fuck the match I had with Reed Bentley on Thanksgiving night at at Colgate, no rope barbed wire was fucking great. Like I enjoy it still, watch it to this day. Uh, my matches with Arrow Boy, Miedo, the fucking uh, three way tag uh, at Guardians, you guys just mentioned, like all those. Those are those are high spots for my career at IWA, but you know the flip side of that there's there's low parts and those are what cause frustration and lead to blow ups and you wanting to leave so well well let's talk about one of those blow ups that, that you know I was kind of privy to uh, i guess the back the tail end of it um you know um there was a, a an incident between one of the fans uh and Ian uh and the end result was the fan leaving and you and reed now again this is just what i saw i was not privy to any conversations that you and reed may have had uh or you and reed with other uh people in the locker room um this is just kind of my perspective of what you know you and reed went to the table and a conversation was had um, yes. You guys came back to the locker room, got your bags, went back to the table, and another conversation was had, and that's when things kind of got a little heated, um, and uh, cooler heads did wind up prevailing. You guys left, and and whatever transpired after that happened. But you know, kind of walk, kind of walk us through, you know, that night. You know, what what was the beef at at that point? Was it the fan? Was there something else going on that maybe you know the fans aren't aware of, or it was it was all the fan uh like uh ian gets on the mic and you know he's he's pretty much doing the typical fuck you fans for whatever and you can't do that you can't motherfuck the fans and then go i wonder why they don't come back no matter how good the wrestling is no matter how great a booker, you can't fucking do that. Me and Reed had had our fucking tippy top of fucking, uh, you know, just level of we were going to take. We had re- reached it of just how long are we going to let this bullshit continue? Because believe me, I've caused my fair share of fans to stop coming. And Ian has checked me on every point of that, has called me. We've had talks. Hey, I'm talking to you as a fucking booker. I will fire your fucking ass if you do this. And I've taken all those. But the flip side is you're the owner and you're pointing at a fan. I got to sneeze. Hold on. <laughs> oh, shit. Excuse me. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> You are the promoter, and you are yelling at one of your most loyal fans. I get it. 
Right now, I get it. At the moment, I didn't. But it's like a girlfriend or, or, or a wife. You yell at them because you know they're never going to leave. He knew James <laughs> was going to come back. James knew he was going to come back. But I was like, fuck this. This is horrible. And Ian and they're cussing back and forth. And there's a line, and I'm sure it's on the DVD or whatever, but there was a line that uh, James had said to Ian that I just thought, I was like, man, this is so embarrassing. I'm not going to repeat the line because it's already been out there. Go back and watch the DVD, search for it if you if you really want to know. There was a line in there that fucking that the fan had said to Ian, so this is embarrassing. This is This is bad. This is fucking, everybody hears this. We're all here. So fucking, I went up to the concessions, and I was like, this is the reason we're not fucking drawing. And I said that to Misty. Well, supposedly, he heard that. So I go outside, me and Reed go outside, we're fucking chilling out, everything's calming down, everything's fine, we think Ian blew up, it's fine, we've talked to James, we've apologized. So that's another thing no one understands. Me and Reed have done more apologizing on the behalf of somebody else than we ever had to apologize for anything. You know, it's, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so we apologize to James. James is fine. He's sitting, he's sitting outside. We come back in and this is the conversation at the table. We come in and as I pass to go to the locker room, Ian is going, I can't, I'm sorry to, I'm not laughing, but just, <laughs> Just the way he's doing it. He's like, uh, and John, you've been around some of his blow-ups. So you know what I mean. He, he's on the receiving end of some of his blow-ups. <laughs> he, is, he is mad. He's like, fuck you, fuck you. And I'm like, what? And Reed's like, fuck him. What are you talking about? And he's like, he goes off. This is the reason we're not drawing, blah, blah. I was like, Ian, you can't do this. And I pretty much said, I was like, look, you act like you've had a fucking stroke. Like, you're you're losing your mind. Like, something's got to fucking give. Well, pretty much, fuck yous got thrown, and uh, we walked out. We went to the locker room, got our bags. We were already done. So, yeah, that was it until we got called back. Wow. So, that and that actually happened because you all were just so happened to come to the building uh, the night before for another show, correct? Yes, yes, we. Uh... Is, that, is that where the line of communication was opened back up? And 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 that was a whole clusterfuck of problems in and of itself. Oh uh, yeah. with, with You know yeah. what, what whatever that was, and we'll leave that kind of alone. But um, you know, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it was. Um, but it was definitely but I, a. Uh... It was definitely a nervous feeling. Like, we weren't nervous because we thought there was going to be a fight, but it was like, okay, we're coming into, we're coming back to IWA. Well, pretty much their house. He's going to be there for a different mm-hmm. show. But mm-hmm. he's like, we were never going to ignore him or not shake his hand or fucking, we're just going to fucking not talk to him. No, we shook his hand. Okay. We didn't sit there and fucking at his feet look up at him and you know but yeah we paid our stuff we shook his hand this was his building we weren't gonna fuck up his building and uh, yeah so we just treated it like any other show 
the world. Mm-hmm. We pay respect. We fucking shake hands and we do our business. And we did. And he called us the next morning. Well, and, and and there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there was hellos and, and goodbyes. And, uh, you know, he was like, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I forgot what he said or whatever. But, you know, it was definitely the hostility was not there anymore. Right. And like I said, he, uh, you know, reached out. Now, whether that was his plan all along or he seen the match or or the or he was in a bind and just that morning realized he wanted to do it. I don't know. I can't get into the psyche of Ian Rotten. Lord knows <laughs> people have tried. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Just when you think you got all the answers, he changes yeah. all the questions. Oh, yeah. So, but, um, um, you're, 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 you, you've spoken about, you know, kind of, kind of the breakdown of, of what, what that was, you know, um, there were some other instances for, uh, previous to that though, where, you know, there were tumultuous times there, uh, for you and Ian. Um, was there ever a time before, you know, you and Reed kind of left that you were just like, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get why he's, you know, I don't, I don't understand why Ian is the way Ian is. Um, and, and, and kind of walk us through what what kept you around as long as you stayed uh you get uh you it's uh yeah how many times have you heard this john gray it's a family it's a family you fucking you know you stick around because you fucking think that it's a family like you don't you don't want to fucking you don't want to you don't want to ruin that you don't you you get to this point of like uh you know Ian's this mentor, like, I don't want to fucking ruin this, or, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's gave, he's giving you steady work weekly. Well, yes, but if it's weekly in front of the same fans, it don't matter who you're wrestling, like, you're not, you're not learning anything else. So, right. uh, the best way to, Ian, okay, if you are starting out wrestling, and you want to learn, and you want to fucking, you know, go to IWA. Do his do the tryout shows. I will never knock anybody doing the tryout show. I'll never knock anybody going because it is beneficial. You fucking will get to wrestle with Aaron Williams. You will get to fucking sit under the learning tree and hear Ian's stories and see how he does things or fucking he gives you a name change or a gimmick or puts any kind of steam behind you. You will take off. It's the it's the problem with sticking around. It's the becoming a piece of furniture, pretty much. It's like me and Reed stuck around too long. And it just, we butted heads because of it, you know? So if you want to start, yeah, Adobe's great. Adobe's fucking, you will cut your teeth there. You will fucking learn. You will fucking toughen up. And all the, all the things you need, it's just staying long term. That's the that, that's where the issue is. And I think you can agree, John, a little bit. Uh, not only can I agree, I can tell you that I have, you know, myself, I have, I have said that. I have, <laughs> I have said that so many times. You know, I stay because it's steady work, and you know, he uses me every week, and and you know, I stay because you know, at the end of the day, you know, to a fault, 
I am, if nothing else, a loyalist. Um, and, uh, you know, I've proven that time and time again. Um, you know, um, <clears throat> that, you know, when the, when the chips are down, you know, I'm, I'm the one that's willing to, to kind of hang in there and, and you know, do whatever needed. But, you know, it, it, working for the IWA is, is, is almost a whole different beast from just about anywhere else I've ever been. I, I, can, I can definitely say that. Definitely say yeah. that. Uh, like I said, I don't, I can just pick me and read both like various, various moments of our IWA run where we could have went, okay, stop right here. We can walk away and it's perfect. There are so many instances where we could have went, okay, man, like what else is there for us to do here? What is, uh, what is there to accomplish? What are we going to change? Are we even changing anything now? And we could have, okay, we're done. We chose to stay. And I think, like, I think it was everybody being forced into dealing with each other. We stayed with Ian. And then Ian was forced to use us because we were showing up. We were busting our ass and fucking all this. And the crowd was getting behind us. So I think it was... We all needed to part ways, and it just took a while for it to happen. With some of the stuff that, <clears throat> with some of the companies that you're working for right now, we're going to change gears just a bit. Some of the companies you're working for right now, such as you know Game Changer, you're doing stuff with, uh, of course, uh, 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 is it uh, what, which one is Playmont? I don't want to get it wrong. Is it On Point or is it the other one up there? Um, Playmont runs H2O. H2O, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, that's our, didn't he do some stuff with On Point there for a while, too? He was their promoter for a while, but I don't think John has worked in H2O yet. No, yeah, I haven't done H2O. I've been in that building for an IWA okay. show. Okay, with I, the IWA show. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, no, you're right. You're right. Okay, so with all the different stuff you're doing, you, you, you've done, been to CZW, you've been to Mexico recently, um, you know, in, in John Wayne Murdoch's opinion, what's the hottest company to be working for right now? Oh, it got it, it hands down. It's GCW. Uh, you know that's that's the premier op, you know option if you want good deathmatch wrestling. Uh, and I think that's another reason that CZW has got to step up. So. Fucking, there is another option. There is, okay, fucking, there's CCW. Even though fucking people are still, you know, GCW's still on top. They're still fucking selling out. They're putting up numbers. They're, they're backing up everything they say, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, GCW, hands down. I just think that there's got to be, it's got to be competition or, you know, it's not going to run out of steam. But if it's hot now, think about how hot it would be if there's a fucking another company sniffing at their heels like jesus christ it'd be fucking on fire no what happened and 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 mike i don't know if you're with me we're probably gonna have to edit some of that um what what happened was is in the middle of your answer just now some asshole fucking scammer tried to call into my phone i hate those fucking calls uh i I, i'm recording remotely uh with my cell phone so um yeah I apologize. We'll have to. We'll probably have to cut that part out. Um, 
fine. I'm I'm sorry about that, Murdoch. That's fine. That's fine. It's all good. Uh, Mike, you with me? I'm here. Okay, read the read the message in the in the room real quick, and uh, give me a three, two, one countdown, and we'll we'll pick back up. Just just go ahead. I'll I'll fix it in editing. Well, hey, 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 real quick, real quick. Uh, fucking uh, how much uh, how much longer do you guys want? Because fucking Blake's in here running around and stuff, and wanting me to wrestle with him, wanting me to do shit, and and all this. So. <laughs> Maybe right. maybe fifteen maybe maybe ten fifteen minutes. I'm gonna go through a couple other um a couple yeah, other yeah I, I don't want to cut you guys <laughs> short. I just seen a time to get that in there instead of like, hey guys, I'm gonna hop off this podcast on air. Like I just want to get that in there. Well, you know that that is why we we pre-record them. That that is definitely why we pre-record. Them. Sweet. Okay. Fifteen minutes so, to wrestle. Um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this time to, to offer a little teaser into a podcast I'm gonna be a part of uh, coming up tomorrow, um, and and you hear my take on this as well as producer Mike and uh, fill me in on who else is gonna be a part of this. The Deathmatch Cult presents the greatest, I think it's the greatest clusterfuck podcast. The Great Debate. There you go. Yeah, the Great Debate. Uh, so we're gonna be talking all kinds of fun stuff tomorrow. We're gonna do top five the top five list uh we're going to do some uh about uh death matches and and stuff of that nature but one of the questions that i found to be very very interesting um is um do you think aew will impact the wwe now i'm going to save my answer for tomorrow but murdoch do you think aew can impact the wwe uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, even here's the thing. Uh, even if they did impact them a little bit, it fucking WWE is so they've weathered the storm. They're fucking been around so long. Would they even show it? Like, would we even know? Would they even outwardly? They probably get so much money that would we even know if there's even a, a dent in the fucking armor? You know, would they like nothing less than fucking selling and shutting down? But I, that will never happen. I think AEW will be good. I think it will be healthy competition, but no one's going out of business. Well, no, no, now, 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 you're, you're, uh, I don't think the, the goal for AEW is to shut the WWE down, but, you know, can, can they compete? I guess. Is, is can they be a viable competitor unlike the Ring of Honors and the Impacts? I think so. I mean, fuck, they've got, they obviously got money put in there. I mean, so financially, yes. Uh, you know, so it's just, they've got to get the people to, they've got to, you know, go, okay, you've watched this all your life. You've watched WWE programming. Here's this other option uh, and get that to them that this is better. And I think you just got to flood the TV screens. You got to get on cable. You got to make sure people see it, you know, because maybe some people that are fucking seen John Cena all their life doesn't know who Kenny Omega is, but doesn't mean that he ain't going to like Kenny Omega once he sees him. You just got to get fucking Kenny in his living room. And I think that's if AEW can do that and get fucking broadcasted and out there, then yeah, I think they have a real shot. I think it's going to be interesting. I really do. Um, 
I think I think the most interesting aspect of of this whole AEW WWE thing is WWE is outwardly uh, or outspoken about being you know strictly kind of sports entertainment, whereas you know AEW and a lot of its you know employees consider themselves to be professional wrestlers. Um, so I think there's a stark contrast in, in, in the two business styles. And, and, you know, Vince talked about this quite extensively in the WWE uh, Monday Night Wars uh, series, you know, um, being, you know, having a wrestling mindset as opposed to being an entertainment mindset. You know, they're, they're two entirely different businesses. Um, do you think that, AEW can cater to the fans that want to be entertained with kind of the outlandish characters that the WWE presents, um, or do you think they're going to stick strictly to a a pro wrestling standpoint where it's you know two combatants and you know they're 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 putting on a you know a twenty twenty five minute slugfest. No, I think they'll have a. I think definitely their sense of humor is going to be in there. Like, I think it's going to be. I think it will be equally as entertaining as wrestling and entertaining as in uh, backstage stuff or in the ring stuff. I think they'll have all forms covered for sure. I think it's definitely going to be definitely going to be a lot of fun to, to to see how it plays out. So that leads me to my final question before we let you go, and and I ask this just about every interview um and 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 i stole this from stone cold steve austin so thank you steve appreciate it um <laughs> uh, but i just mentioned you know sports entertainment for wrestler um you know does john wayne murdoch consider himself a sports entertainer or does john wayne murdoch consider himself a pro wrestler or because of the death match stigma is john wayne murdoch in a class of his own uh. I think that we're all a fucking, you know, we're all artists at the end of the day. We're all performing, you know, this fucking, you know, dance pretty much. It's like I like I'm a pro wrestler, like I say, like like but we we're all fucking in the same group. We all got there to entertain the fans through through our body, through fucking, you know, whether it be taking a body slam and coming up and looking at a fucking fan in the front row. And if she can see the pain on your face and cheer for you, well, you've just, that that's art. That's drawing emotion. So yeah, I think we're performers like sport. Yeah. I, I, call me what you want as long as you pay me. And as long as I can get in the ring <laughs> and fucking, you know, call me a fat guy that puts on a pair of fucking cut up shorts and a pair of boots and gets in the ring and cuts his fucking body up. Like, yeah. But yeah, it's all art, man. All right. Fair enough. Well, any closing uh closing comments for the for the fans? How can they find you on the on the on the social medias? Are you on the, the Facebook? Do you have a MySpace? Is that still a thing? Yeah, I don't know. I had one back not, in the day, but uh I'm on Facebook. I don't do Twitter, but it's John Wayne Murdoch. Uh, I post I post weird shit daily. So if you want a good laugh. Come and I share all the flyers, and you can pretty much know where we're at by looking mm-hmm. at that. Uh, we have PPW coming up this Friday, tomorrow, us against mm-hmm. the Gymnasty Boys for the PPW tag titles. So uh, that's going to be fucking 
phenomenal, funny, uh, some brawling, some amazing tag wrestling. So uh, check that out. Also, Mike, Michael Elgin's going to be there. So that's going to be great. So, yeah, check that show out if you're locally in Jeffersonville, Indiana. And uh, you'll be in uh, GCW. Yep, May 3rd. May 3rd, correct? May 4th, sorry, May 4th. May 4th. Yeah, so so I gotta ask you real quickly. I know I know I just said that that was the last question, but but you live in Kentucky, and as a fellow Kentuckian, I know I, I know I live in Alabama now, but as a fellow Kentuckian, I had to ask myself, can I really accept a wrestling booking on Kentucky Derby Day? I mean, come on, it, it's the greatest two minutes in sports. You know, at the end of the day, I had to take booking. So, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, you know, um, are, are you going to play some bets uh, via the TwinSpires.com uh, app, or, or you, you, do you not mess with the horses? Do not mess with the horses. Don't. Uh, I have a very addictive personality, so I feel like if I won anything, then I'm going to fucking go nuts trying to bet all this shit. No, so I stay away <laughs> from all that. That's too funny. Too funny. All right, Murdoch. Well, thank you so much for your time tonight. I look forward to having you back on in the future. We'll uh, we'll let you go play with uh, with Blake. I know he's ready to beat Daddy up. So always, uh, always. I will see you guys on May the fourth in Chicago. Until then, give Reed my best. All right. Before we go, uh, uh, I want to bring Mike on. um, And uh, Murdoch, you feel free to hang up whenever. Okay. But I want to bring my producer, Mike, on, and we're going to talk about some of the projects that he's got going on uh, real quickly. Mike, you with me? I'm all, yep, I'm here. All right. So, let you, dude, you, you've got your hands in like a million fucking pots. Like when me and you first started talking about doing the, the real side of wrestling, you were, you were telling me, you know, some of the stuff that you had going on. And since then, um, not only have you taken on my podcast, but many, many others. Um, and, and very rarely do I get the opportunity to mention them. So I wanted to make it a point tonight, uh, to let the listeners know where they can find all this wonderful stuff that you are putting out there for the listeners to hear. Um, they can go to the wrestling cult network on anchor. Um, we've got a lot of our shows there. Obviously the Deathmatch radio news was our, our big flagship show. Um, I do so many shows. I do a road story show with Bucky Hintz. He's a gentleman who's like a crazy road fan who goes to all the GCW shows all over the country. He goes to ICW first, and we do reviews of his show. I do another show that I'm really proud of. It's called Tales from Swanson and Rittner. Um, it's an ECW tribute show. We rewatch old ECW shows, and then we review them. And actually, we just interviewed Pitbull number one, Gary Wolf, last night who was an ECW original and a guy that had been there for years. So that interview will be coming up pretty soon, too. Um, I've recently rebranded a few of my shows. Um, One of them is called Double Hell. That's basically it. We talk wrestling, but we also talk music, heavy metal, and hard rock. Uh, We had interviewed uh, Steve DiGiorgio recently, the bass player for Testament, a big metal band. So we had him on our show. So we got some other guests coming up soon. Uh, the Deathmatch Cult Presents series I just started. Um, we've done a lot of interviews there. I've got so many unreleased. I've got Eric Ryan interview coming out soon. I've got uh, Green Phantom, Sexy Eddie, Hardcore Ninja One for fans of uh, IWS wrestling. I'm supposed to have Low Life Louie on tonight if he answers me. If you hear me, Louie, answer me. <laughs> 
Um, you know, that's some of our shows. Uh, we, we do so many different cool shows. I do a combat cult podcast where we cover MMA, boxing, and things like that. So, yeah, we've always got something going on. I've got a few things, you know, hopefully coming up soon with some wrestlers, some more projects. So uh, we always stay really busy, and uh, I just enjoy putting out uh, product. And I like to talk wrestling, you know, that's where it is. I've been a wrestling yeah. fan for um, my whole life, and uh, I'm a bit of a historian. Uh, you know, I've studied the point of... Uh, of so many old school wrestlings in regional territories and Japanese wrestling. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, the great debate, the clusterfuck tomorrow. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. We are covering just a a variety of topics uh, yeah. from Chris Benoit in the Hall of Fame to you know the top five ECW matches to um, you know the top five best deathmatch workers. I mean, it's just a plethora of stuff. Um, oh, sure. You know, when when you're putting when you're putting these shows together, Mike, you know, it, it it's got to be a, a daunting task sometimes to you know to, to, to scramble for guests. I mean, I I've had people cancel you know an hour before we're about to go on the air, and, and it's just like what the fuck am I supposed to do? You know, um, what what are some of the things you you do to keep you know keep yourself from getting frustrated? Well, I've had some people cancel, but thankfully I have pretty good relations with most of the promoters and most of the wrestlers. Um, usually I, I reach out to them a day of and kind of stay in contact with them. So if something does happen, even if it scrambles, then we can you know adjust to something else. Or I've already, I've, like I said, I've always got a backlog of shows. I actually have two wonderful people. I want to shout out to them, Leon Sonkin and uh, Peter, Peter Stinky. Peter Stinky actually is the editor of the show, who does a wonderful job. And uh, Leon edits all most of my other shows, and uh, you know those guys help me out a lot. You know I have people like Max who I work with. Uh, he reaches out to people too. Obviously, I work with Stephen of A and Deathmatch News. Stephen has lots of international contacts, so yeah, we have a lot of good contacts out there. A lot of, and sometimes the wrestlers and promoters will contact me about wanting to come on the show too, which is cool. There's been a lot of that in the last six months. Um, a lot of folks will reach out to me, and you know, and I always make time for someone. Um, and like I said, someone does cancel. Sometimes we have to shuffle things around. Uh, this is my second podcast today. I've got one more to do tonight. <laughs> so I did a three-hour one this morning from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, so, you know, some right now I'm, I've had a really bad car accident, and uh, I'm kind of handicapped yet right now. I'm getting ready for spinal surgery, so I have a lot of time on my hands. So for me, it's great because it relieves stress in times because I just love to talk wrestling. I've been a wrestling fan since, you know, I was a little kid discovered in the 70s and uh i've just dove into it i mean my my study there's so many wrestling results books and dvds and other things and old magazine i probably have i think i have every issue of pro wrestling illustrated since 1983 oh wow yeah i have i have results and i have yeah and for some reason my mind's always been able to retain it so i have a very good knowledge of like if i go online and you know do the wrestling trivia shows very rarely will i ever get anything wrong I'm just curious. It's been so long since I've stopped by a magazine rack. Is PWI still a thing? Yes, it is. They do. Uh, they do come out six times a year. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, they're one of the last ones because uh, print is dead. You know, print oh, is shit. dead. But I, you know, I used to get Meltzer's, uh, Meltzer's Pressing Observer, and everything. And uh, and I've sold some of my stuff, but I've held on to all my PWIs. I mean, I have like. Probably, I'd say, 10 totes, that, you know, the big, deep plastic totes full of mm-hmm. just PWI mm. from the years. All the PWI weeklies they did for the five-year run. So, yeah, I've, 
I, I still enjoy print, but the internet's amazing too. You know, there's so many great sites on there. But uh, and like I said, I, I'm a fan of all sorts of wrestling. I'm a huge Memphis fan, you know, through and oh, through. Me too. Of course, Memphis. I grew up. I grew up, you know, in in Louisville. So you know, sure. Memphis sure. wrestling is you know king. But oh yeah. Before we get before we get too deep into that conversation, because we could talk about that all day, yeah. Uh, and probably your your editor would really hate us, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> well, I do want to. I do want to get your opinion on something. And, and you and I kind of messaged each other back and forth when this story first broke. And and you know, I was I was not understanding why people were so pissed off that one CM Punk was you know doing these one offs. Okay, so I had a conversation with Bucky. Okay, and and I know he's a good friend of the show, good friend of yours, sure, um, good friend of all the productions. And and you know, he kind of broke it down to me. You know, a good. Again, I just didn't understand why why people were mad. Uh, number one, this is exactly what he said he would do. Um, but as it turns out, apparently, um, it, it boils down to the the boys feel kind of berated because this was the kind of thing where he just kind of showed up and sat in his car uh, and did the deal and then left. Um, now I, I can see both sides of this, okay, and I, and I kind of want to get your opinion on on that but you know in my humble opinion as as a worker number one uh and number two as a seasoned vet i can i can see punk you know saying you know what i don't owe anybody anything um i'm i'm here just to do a favor for the promoter because of the building uh and and that's what i'm going to do uh on the flip side of that i can see how some of the boys would feel that you know Punk should have interacted with them and been a part of what was going on in the locker room because of the history that he had in that building so early on in his career. Now, all of that being said, I also feel like the only people that have a right to, to voice their opinions about that would be the boys that were in the locker room that night. Um, anybody else that was not there or not privy to it Unfortunately, you know, you, you don't really have much of a gripe. That, that's just my honest opinion. He was obviously very fan friendly because, if I'm not mistaken, there were quite a few pictures posted up on Twitter of him with fans, correct? Yeah, but those weren't from the show. Those were not from the show. No, no. He was at, a, he was at a, some other event that day in town near there. Those were not from the show. He jumped in his car and left. Okay. So, yep. okay. So, so I will broaden that and say, Possibly, well, no, no, I won't, because the, the reality is, and, and, and this is just the way it is, and, and it's unfortunate, but, but it is what it is. He doesn't owe the fans anything. Um, he, he just doesn't. Uh, now, I, I, I can get the argument, well, you know, um, they, they made him a star, and, and, and I, I get that because they cheered for him, but they cheered for him because they believed in his work. Right or wrong? Yes. Um, at the same token, too, um, if if there was no fans, he wouldn't be a millionaire. Uh, I mean, I can I understand what you're saying completely. I don't think he necessarily owes anybody, but uh, I just don't know about the mask run-in. I mean, if you're gonna do it, just take your mask off. If you want to leave, leave. Uh, if you don't want to do it, great. You know, you did your time. And there's no gripe on that. If you don't want to do it and you're retired, that's perfectly fine too. But I well, just and, and, the... and, and I can see that point of view, but, you know, uh, 
and I, and I keep going back to this, this is exactly what he said he would be doing if he did it. And apparently he's done it multiple times. This was not just a, you know, a, a one-off for, for this one promoter. He's done this quite a few times over the years. And, and regardless of, of whether he has or hasn't or, or, you know, interacted with fans or didn't interact with fans at the end of the day, <clears throat> at the end of the day, if, if Trump just wants to show up and, and put on a mask, why, why not? Well, sure, I'd love to see him back. I, I hope that AEW secures him or someone. He doesn't have to go back to WWE. I don't blame him for not going to WWE. The way things were handled I, I, there. I don't see him in the mainstream light anymore. I, I don't. I, I just don't. But we're gonna. I know we're gonna talk about this a lot more tomorrow. But but sure. I kind of wanted to. I kind of wanted to get your opinion on you know, uh, you know, on on the standpoint. Of you know maybe maybe I'm missing something because I'm in the business you know and, and I'm looking at it from you know one of the boys' perspective. Uh, I mean, so I, I you, to... you may be right; he may never come back to the mainstream, but we can't never say never because you never know. You know, he well, even and, said and, and that. That that that's very true. You you never can say never in this business, but you know I and, just I don't I, I just don't see it uh, at this and point. Sometimes you know, money can can become an issue. For, if they offer too big of an offer to him and they had the means to do it. You know, they, they were offering, they offered Jericho the biggest contract of his career. Uh, yeah. Some, I, I, I know, still don't understand how they did that, but you know, whatever. But you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I think a Jericho CM Punk, you know, um, uh, redo uh, from, was it WrestleMania? They did that. Yes. WrestleMania? Okay. Yep. And, and it was a phenomenal match. I'm, I'm not saying that, but I want to see more. Uh, and I think that would be a phenomenal feud. Uh, and, and I'm also, I think him and Kenny Omega would be. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, I think him and Omega would be money. Yeah. Um, but, but I, but I if, if I was, if, if I was AEW, I would go with, you know, the same thing that essentially the WWE did, you know, best in the world versus the best in the world, because that's, you know, that, that's kind of what they both claim to be. Um, of course, now they can't say that because Shane McMahon's doing it. But you know they can come up with something uh, that you know that they both you know uh, feel is appropriate. Uh, but I, I think I think bringing him in to work with Jericho first, and then leading him into uh, a strong uh, storyline with Omega would be very beneficial to AEW number one, um, and and to the three people. Uh, involved uh, Omega Jericho and but you know I'm I'm just a referee I don't I don't book matches I don't I don't book shows <laughs> there's a reason for that <laughs> anyways Mike I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut this off here and uh, take her home for the for the week uh, we'll be back uh, I don't know if we got anything next week or not but we'll be back eventually with, with some. New deathmatch stars, possibly uh, a surprise or two. I know you mentioned you had Sexy Eddie. Uh, I'm working on having him uh, in the coming months, so uh, be, a little, be on the lookout for that. Um, going to have G-Raver on in a few weeks. I do know that. I'm looking forward to that interview. Yeah, he's a great uh, interview. I've, I've talked to him a couple times. He's a really good interview. Love having Brandon on the show. He's uh, he's always been up front. Uh, now, also going to try to get uh, Bryant Woods to uh, give us some of his time. I've been a long time. Been a long time since people have really had a chance to hear from the beast. So, um, 
he just so happens to not be very far from me. So we'll see if we can hook up and, and make that happen uh, in the near future. But uh, until then, you have been listening to what I consider to be the best kept secret in podcasting wrestling radio today. The Real Side of Wrestling Redo. For my producer, Mike, I am your host, John Gray. Thank you so much, John Wayne Murdoch, my guest tonight. We will see you all next show.